Hello and welcome to the 23rd edition of the Two Black Two Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Kiss. Chris. Wow, Chris. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's the Jordan Podcast. Oh, gee. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw a pause. Right. Sorry, I was, I'm looking at the audio stuff. All right, yeah. Okay, so today um, we've got a variety of topics. Um, I think we're going to start off talking about, I think, the Arrowverse in general and hopes for crisis, and then... We are going to get into E3 and then some movies, and that'll probably be it for today. So, um, Chris, what shows have you seen? We should have reviewed this before, but what shows have you seen, like, the finale of? Uh, all of them. All of them? Yeah, I mean, I skipped out on a whole bunch of episodes of Arrow. I <laughs> sort of, you know, I saw a bunch of clips on YouTube, and I was just like, all right, I got most of the story down. Um, so, yeah, so, let, yeah, let's go in order that, of where they were born. Arrow. <laughs> Arrow first, yeah, sorry, all right, so, um. Felicity's gone. Felicity is gone. Great. We get, like, what, eight episodes next year? Eight Felicity-less episodes? Yeah. And it's really weird how they wrote her off, because it fell off, but they wrote her off. So, um... They wrote everybody off. The future... Yeah, the future storyline was pretty unsatisfying for the most part. I still don't understand it. I don't... I don't either, but, um... Well, well, I guess... I guess we should start with the present. So, in the present, um... What happened? It's been a minute. Um, Oliver and Emiko fight, and then Emiko's, um... Nice circle friend show up, and she dies... Boohoo. She um, has a change of heart. Boohoo, poor villain. Um, Diaz was even better. She was not. I, I did not like Emiko at all. I haven't liked anybody really since. Prometheus. Blade. I like Prometheus. Prometheus is sort of like. Because if Slade didn't happen, Prometheus would have been a great villain. But Prometheus' plan was essentially Slade's plan. Like ruin his life? Yeah, and then make him realize he's a killer. Yeah. Like, like that 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 was his plan in a nutshell. So I mean like they did a good job, but there were parts of it where just like, you know, you know, he's like, You killed and I liked it. Like <laughs> we know you did. <laughs> that was literally the whole thing of season one with Tommy. Yeah. Did you forget? Yeah. But um but, Amy, yeah. Amy goes dead. And they decide, I guess because they're paranoid about the ninth circle and Felicity is pregnant. With um, Mia, they decide to leave in the cabin. They have the baby for, and I, I don't know how long they're there with the kid. Probably like I don't know a year. And then um, the monitor shows up and is like, Oliver, it's time. And Oliver's like, Oh shit, I gotta go. So Oliver leaves with the monitor, and we we get a continuation of the scene from a crossover. And I, did they say? He didn't say, they, he still didn't say anything specific of what he would give up, but I think he's pretty much like, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, no. So that Flash and Supergirl can live, pretty much. Yeah, so what he's going to do, basically, is go to different worlds, you know, finding people to help fight, and, which is all fine, but then he's just like, you know, you're going to die. And I'm like, how do you know that Absolutely. Yeah. Like, how do you know absolutely that? And he's oh, die? yeah. So the only relevant future thing really is that Oliver, he has a grave. So at first you're like Oliver is dead, but then in the future the monitor is also there, and he takes future Felicity to go see Oliver. We don't know where he is or what state. We don't know if this is like a heaven thing or like another dimension. Is he in like the center of the universe? That's what happened in the future. Right, and in the in the present, he tells Oliver and Felicity that Oliver won't survive the crisis. Yeah, I'm like, how do you, how do you know that? Like the Book of Destiny might tell you everything, but I don't know. It's all screwy, time travel, whatever. So yeah, it's so that uh, Team Arrow, I guess, is just going to be Oliverless, and that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, I don't see how you do Arrow without Arrow unless it's focusing on him and the Monitor. Being, you know, this sort of buddy cop thing. I yeah, I don't know what they're doing with that. I I don't think they know what they're doing with that. Probably not. You want to move on to uh, Flash, probably. Yeah. So, uh, Nora got a recent existence. Woo. That's. I feel so terrible. I I think some of the writing was on the wall with Nora a little bit, just because like she started off screwing up time and like time also, you know, there's always going to be a repercussion. And I mean, I don't. So I liked 
I, I hate a cicada. And yeah. I'm glad that they got rid of cicada like 20 Both minutes in. Both of them. Um, so I guess um, Ralph for the win. They change. Uh, they change Grace's future, so now she's not going to be evil. Um, yeah, Ralph figured it out. So good job, Ralph. Um, awesome. Then I did like Thawne's escape, and when he killed all the guards, yeah. I was a little disappointed that they re- ignore rewound time. They all got to live. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, let Thawne be Thawne and keep it that way. But it was cool, and you like you knew he was gonna kill the um the black guard with the, the black, black guard beard. that had been torturing him. It's like, all right, buddy, we know your time is um very limited. His time was very limited. So I mean, that was all cool. They had a fight reverse flash at the end, and they beat him. But then Nora starts to you know go fade away well first she first she starts to go all reverse flash yeah then they stop her then she starts to fade away away. which i was just like it it, in the quote uh reverse flash in uh season two or season three you know just time travel there it's just also confusing i feel like i keep telling you that yeah um you know okay so when they went back in time earlier in the season to go get the things to beat cicada uh, to, you know, get the dagger. Dawn told... Dawn did not know Nora existed. He was thinking it was Dawn because of the Tornado Twins. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Nora. And so it's just like, alright, so she was already bound to be written out of existence. Because that Dawn hadn't done a thing to know who Nora was yet. Yeah. And so that... I just feel like the whole Nora thing was just sort of pointless. I liked the thing is I liked the idea of Nora but her character was very annoying. Was she was very too... annoying. She was way too childish for a 30 year old woman. Right. If you were going to make her at 16 she should have been she should have been 16. And you know. Yeah because essentially I think she was either she was between our age and 30. And, and that, that actress is like 36, dude. She's old. Yeah, she's older than both. She's got a Grant, baby face, but she's old. She's older than Grant Gustin and Candace Patton. Candace Patton. And, I mean, she hasn't aged in, like, since she, her Smallville days, which is, like, don't crack. But she, they just made her very whiny and very immature, and I just don't get it. And then her origin story... Like, with Godspeed and everything, didn't really lend credence to why she would still be so immature and everything. It's one thing to be angry at your mom for what she did and people lying to you, but your decision-making was very, very poor. Especially as a scientist where, you know, you you test out hypotheses until they're theories and everything like that, and you know that this is a villain of the Flash. He may not be the worst villain, but he's still a villain, and yet you're trusting him to help. And she's you. supposed to... She was supposed to be, like, super smart. Right. But, like, we you made her it. so immature, you didn't, like, get that. And that's a problem they have on the Flash in general, is that, like, everyone is supposed to be, like, super geniuses. Mm-hmm. And they have to make, like, Cisco and maybe sometimes Caitlyn the smart one, so everyone else has to be really dumb. Right. Because the thing is, like, Barry Allen is, like, smart in the mm-hmm. comics. Like, he is super smart. But, you know, he's got to rely on Team Flash to get any sort of help at the time. Right. And he's, you know, a super detective, which, you know, he has Batman's respect as a detective in the comics. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, and we saw that in the first episode of The Flash where, you know, he was, like, measuring the tires of the crime and everything and all that. And yet, we don't have you any don't of that, that sense. Yeah. Um, and then, and, speaking of Cisco, who's leaving the show. I guess, But yeah. they made him, that that whole X-Men subplot was just. Was just goofy. Right. And I, I, The argument they're trying to make is that Cisco wants to get rid of his powers because his powers are always connected to Thawne. And like seeing Thawne again reminded him. And that's the reason he wants to give him up because he feels like. Thawne always has some sort of hold over him as long as he has his powers. But it's still dumb. Right. And then the other thing is... He's got the most useful powers pretty much in the show. Right. And not having him... I mean, I guess they know how to make breaches without his powers now. Mm -hmm. But it's like, not having him... I'm like, 
Cisco was a humongous asset. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, I don't want my powers. It's like, come on, bro. And it's not like he has powers like a mystique or something that make him look a certain way. Or like the Incredible Hulk where he can't be like a normal human. You know what I mean? Right. So it just doesn't... And the other thing is you don't have to leave Team Flash. You know, like you're not useless to Team Flash just because you don't have your powers. You were still the tech guy. You were still... You still were able to think of strategy to help beat villains. Like, you were, you're still a genius. Your powers didn't, you know, your powers didn't make you a member of Team Flash. You were a member of Team Flash before your powers, before you learned how to control your powers, before you were able to actually effectively use them. So, I just, his whole arc... This weird. season was just very weird and out of place, given how and he was kind of whiny ones. and mopey. Right. And I liked Cisco more, and he was fun. But look, I understand. Show's been on for five years. He, Carlos Valdez, he probably wants to go back to Broadway because that's what he did before. Right. No, to Michigan. Fun fact. Did he? Oh, yeah. No, go blue. Uh, I no, I'm not saying that. But. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to say that? No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, but you know, it's interesting that you know I liked Caitlin's arc this season whole season i think she had the best arc out of everybody yeah because one thing that just i still don't understand which ticked me off about iris was her being okay with what nora did knowing full well who thawne is and was thawne's the reason why eddie's dead thawne's the reason why barry's mom is dead But yeah, I, I know what you mean. No, yeah, so that argument that, like, Barry and Iverson have, have, like, what, last few episodes of the season, where they find out Nora's evil, or they find out Nora's working with Thawne, and Barry's like, dude, I'm pissed, and Iris like, I don't want to see what the big deal is. And it's like, all right, not only did he kill Barry's mom, which I can understand if you're, like, over the Barry's mom thing, but he also, I mean, he did, he also did kill Eddie, kind of. Yeah, sort of put him in that position. He put him in that position, you know what I mean? The guy is extremely manipulative and untrustworthy. So, like, I, I I, mean, for the most part, Barry was in the right. I think just sending her back to the future without, like, any sort of plan was a bad choice because she was obviously going to come back. Right. You know what I mean? But I could understand the- Barry's anger in not trusting Nora after something like that. Right. And then, like... Dropping her off to the future. Should you have talked to Iris about that? Yes. Putting her in the lockup for the time being until you figure out to trust her. <clears throat> no, you didn't have to talk to her. Because you could still go, you know, that's that's a temporary thing. You're not going to keep your daughter in there forever. But um, also, Barry's threat of if you go through the speed force, go back in time, I know. I'm calling BS on that because she went to the future and came back several times in the season and you were none the wiser at all. And so I just find that very odd. And you could be like, oh, he's looking for it now. But given that the amount of speedsters you've dealt with, you felt like you should have been feeling for it before. And then they got mad at Sherlock because... He was investigating Nora, and he didn't tell any of them. Was he supposed to? Like, he has a suspicion. He tells you, hey, your daughter might be working with someone in the future. You're not going to believe him. He has no proof. So why would he tell you? I I just feel like that was just very, very bad writing. And I know something about bad writing having watched the end of Game of Thrones. But we're not, not going to get about there. We don't have time. We don't have time. go on and on. But anyway, just so you know, viewers. And crisis and um, the crisis has moved up to 2019. Shocker, we all knew. Right. Little disappointed the monitor didn't show up on Flash, even though he showed up on all the other shows. Right. That was sort of strange. But seeing the newspaper, I'm like, okay, well now we know it has changed. So from 2024 to 2019. And, Bat- and, and I guess Batwoman's going to be in it too. So I mean, that's well, fine. I'm cool. I'm really excited about that, but I'm not like. I'm just sort of like... We'll get, we yeah. get in that in a minute. But, so, um... Uh, you want legends. To... Legends! Um... Sorry! Sorry's <laughs> gone. 
They said that that actually they said tell Ashley will come back, but the Zara we know is gone forever, and I'm like, wow. Sorry. Also, weird thing on the Legends Reddit, someone made a compilation of all the times Zari's eating on the show, and it's just like clips of her eating because that was one of the gags apparently the writers gave her is that she's always eating because she's from a future, you know, she's from like a bad future, and the Wave Rider can make any food you want. So someone just has a clip. There are just clips of her eating on the show. It's kind of weird. I was hoping it'd be more of a Robert Downey Jr. situation in the Avengers where he was hiding food around the set and they kept taking it from him and he would always have a backup somewhere else. Classic. Man, I was hoping for that. Oh, well, that's a little disappointing. But, but um... It was, it, was, it was a fun finale. It was a fun finale. Not... I still think... The... Seasons 2 and 3 allegedly are better. But Ebo. this finale wasn't as bad. The best finale, in my opinion, is still season two with the Reverse Flash army. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, like, but the, but the problem is that the Legion of Doom was so good. Like, dude, they can't top that. Right. Bebo came close this season. This season finale, I mean, it's better than season one, obviously. But yeah. um, I I mean, I enjoyed it for the most part. I loved uh, Vandal Savage. Yeah, him showing up was pretty funny. Uh, but the other thing was, wasn't Hot Girl supposed to come back? I think she was, but she, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. So did they? You know, yeah. Because they said Broadway. I don't know what the dude. I don't know what Hawkman's doing, but Hawk yeah, Girl, Hawk Girl does Broadway in New York now. Right, because they said there was gonna be an old teammate of the Legends that would come back and be evil. Vandal Savage was never a teammate. No. He was just evil. They didn't do... No, they didn't. They didn't have anyone who did that. Right. So unless they come back for Crisis or Legend Not Season even 5. Right. He's just probably just bored. Or he no, wants he's... To go, he wants to go, go back, back to, to London. He want, yeah, he wants to go back to London, yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, the Monitor showed up in Legends eating some popcorn, which I was just like... Alright. I guess, I think that was their way of saying that, yes, the legend will be involved in the crisis. I think that was their way of saying, like, yeah, he knows the legend, you know. Yeah. He's looking at the legends, too. Although, given his use in the series so far, I really wish he would have stayed on a designated survivor. That, you, was, a sh yeah, that was the show was on. He was the head of the uh, um, Secret Service agents. Classic. Fantastically written character, but nonetheless, but um, I did like how they had a theme park based around, yeah, based the around the characters, creatures. and it closed the arc with like Nate and his dad and Hey World. I am excited about next season though, because of the coins that um, they're gonna do like greatest villains from history, yeah, like Scotland and like Genghis Khan and people like that. Yeah, I was like, okay. All right, yeah. I can get behind this. The history yeah, I, after two excited. seasons, we, I, I'm kind of done with the magic. I want them to do more, like, history, history stuff again. Um, I guess Constantine's stand on the show looks like. I'm okay with that. Which is good. Um, Nora's, Nora's pretty much an honorary legend, I think, right? The fairy godmother gag was pretty good. Nora Dark. Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm cool with Nora. It was, it's also really funny that, you know, her and... Uh, Ray are married in real life, and I feel like that's a really fun dynamic that they play with. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Brandon Ralph when he was here mm -hmm. from Motor City, and people asked him like, "Was it is it weird like acting with your wife?" He said, "Well, the hard part was they have to all they have to pretend that their characters didn't know each other when they were first like on the show on the show together, mm -hmm. and that was tough for him." He said. Yeah, I just uh, I like Nora. I'm tired of Gary. I am. so so tired of yeah Gary. evil Gary and like the evil the nipple. Ah, uh, that was god gross. that freaking nipple. That nipple coming. I was like, all right, this is too. That was just too weird. I was just like, all right, guys, you can dial it back. Right, and then he was just so concerned about getting it back, and then he was using it to hypnotize people. That was just Gary Green is all the man you need. Ah, was just like. And then me, afterwards, they accept him back pretty easily, dog. And I'm right. sitting here like, yo. Like, you see how easily he betrayed you? Oh, my God. And let a demon go about his business? Like, no. No. Yeah. Gary, no. Gary Gary definitely annoyed me. Um, the best episode was the Bollywood episode, in my opinion. With the sex dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, That I was the funniest. That was easily... 
That, that was a funny episode of Legends, because they, yeah. I went back and watched that episode after Aladdin to compare the Bollywood-esque scenes to each other. Yeah. Still think Legends might have did a little bit better, but... But um, I'm trying to think of any... Anything else from Legend? Uh, Sarah and Ava are pretty much the same. Um, uh, Mona is, is, is staying. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if Mona stays on. I'm um. As long as she's not involved in crisis. I hope not. No. She doesn't need to be. She doesn't. Yeah. And Charlie's sticking around, which Charlie's fine. Yeah, Charlie's fine. And Mick is fine. Yeah. I, the other thing I'm sort of surprised they didn't do is like I know there's only there's only one Captain Cold, but I'm surprised they didn't do another heat wave because there have been at least four or five heat waves haven't done another one. And also going back to Flash, the mirror gun. Yeah, that gets stolen. You have a new uh, mirror master. Yeah, dude, Flash needs to do the rogues, man. They they messed up they, by they, me. My legends messed up the rogues because they they were planning it. When Captain Cole, like, freed all those metahumans, and he was like, oh, you guys owe me now. Like, he, they were going to do the rogues, and they didn't. Yeah, you should have did the rogues season two, maybe season three, but you should have did it season two, and then Zoom as a season three. That would have been the strongest three-season start of the uh, yeah, Arrowverse. For sure. You want to get into a... Crisis. Oh, Supergirl. Um, Supergirl actually, I think, Crisis. had no, one of the best. It had well, no, but look, Supergirl actually had one of the better seasons, and their version of Lex Luthor was actually really good. Yeah, John Cryer did a fantastic job. And the finale. Did you see clips of the finale on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Finale wasn't bad. I still think um, ended pretty well. He like like Lex like um pretty much took over the government, and then he fought Supergirl. Supergirl beat him, and then uh. Lena shot him, then he revealed to Lena that Carl was Supergirl. And I'm like, that is a Lex Luthor thing. Mm-hmm. And then you see the monitor taking his body, so I guess he's going to come back for Crisis in some form. Yeah, I was just like, that's interesting. If Unless he's making him Alex Luthor, yeah. like from, from Crisis and Infinite Crisis, um, which... Would be Russian Kara was Russian Kara was whatever, but I still enjoyed it. And Nimi Eva villain, which was the funniest thing. Yeah. Which was actually I commend them for actually taking a character that had been on the show for multiple seasons and be like, Oh yeah, she's evil now. She's been evil the whole time. And you're like, Oh, okay. If you say so. If you say so, because none of the other shows honestly plan that far ahead to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The closest you have with Flash with Eobar Thawne, but you knew he was evil the first episode. Right. But, um... They did something with Leviathan and Supergirl, didn't they? Yeah. There's this, so, Leviathan is this thing going in the comics. We don't even really right. know what it is yet. But at the end yeah. of Supergirl, at the end of the season, Eve, like, escapes during the final battle... And at the end, I think she's at like a bus stop, like trying to hide out. And some old lady, and some old lady goes up to Eve and goes, "Leviathan is watching. Leviathan, you can't escape Leviathan, or something like that." Mm. And like they're like implying that like Leviathan was like manipulating Lex. And I'm like, you know, and I and I I get a little annoyed with like the the triple puppet master trope. Mm-hmm. It's like you can Lex can be do his own thing, and you can have other villains like over here, but. Whatever. Right. You can have other people taking advantage of what Lex does, but, you know, not as a puppet, but as a, huh, this works for me. Yeah. Because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, Lex is using Agent Liberty, and now Leviathan is lo- using Lex, and then, and, you know, it's just like, alright. It's just, your suspension of disbelief goes up. But, um, you want to talk about Crisis? Yes. You got crisis. any theories? We're at 24 minutes, so let's see if we can knock this out in uh, six minutes and then move on to E3. Alright, so, Crisis. Um, well... I think that uh, they we sort of missed the opportunity of getting the classic um, Supergirl and Barry dying in Crisis because that they sort of did that with um, Elseworlds. Um, so Oliver is going to get the axe. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they do this effects-wise because the anti-monitor isn't a joke, and I really hope you don't make him a, like, 
monitor size person. You know what I'm saying? You know, like if you're going to blow your effects budget, this is what you're going to do it on. And they're doing it in two parts. So do you think that maybe at the end of the first part, the worlds merge? And then the second part is the monitor, anti-monitor trying to wipe them out again? Possibly. I just, I... Because he sort of already did, like, the alternate thing with Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you think they're going to merge Supergirl's Earth with Earth 1? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could also bring the Ray in from Earth X. You could. What else you got? I'm trying to think of any other Earth stuff they've done. Probably not touching Nazi Earth again. No. No. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Because the thing with Crisis is that I just don't know if they're making it like what five episodes long or something like that, or four, and it's like half half of it is on the finale, half of it's like the finale before the fall, and the other half is in is after the um, like holiday break. Yeah, I just don't see how you can not. The only way I can see you making it. Not the finale. Actually, I still don't agree with that. I feel like it should be the finale for both the winter and the season. Because you have... Whatever happens, like, you can't just shake off. I That's the one thing I haven't really liked about the crossovers is you have the episode next and it just sort of shakes off what happened the it's week like, oh, Barry, prior. remember you were green? Yeah, wasn't that crazy? All right, what's the Kate up to? Yeah, <laughs> or just, like, you know, the only mention of... Uh, I think the only time they mentioned something that happened in the crisis before was Barry and or Iris being mad that Felicity and Oliver hijacked their uh, nuptials, and then you know, t- you know, nerd Twitter rejoiced in that. that was uh, funny. Oh, and oh, the funniest moment of them mentioning a future a crossover in a future episode was when they were talking to Rip Hunter about the Nazi Earth, and he was like, "Excuse me, what?" And they just kept going. I just rewatched that part of Legends the other day. It was great. But I think that you can't just... If something as big as Christ it is, you can't just go over it and then act like nothing happened next week unless they don't realize anything happened in all the Earth. But they're not They're not going to have a goal for a season. They're going to They're gonna keep it contained like they always do and just kill off Oliver. And then in the next episodes of the other shows, they'll be like, oh, all right, well, you know. I just... I. Yeah, I, and then I guess Batman, Batwoman role too. Another thing, Legends doesn't come back until after the holiday now. Yeah. Because Arrow is going to do its last final episode, and then Legends is taking Arrow's spot because you've got Batwoman, Black Lightning, Supergirl, and Flash also all on, and Riverdale all also on. I would bring Black Lightning in for the... Uh... For the crisis. They should bring him in for the crisis. They, if, if they were going to use Black Lightning, they totally should. But uh, Salima Kill is, like, adamantly against it. Right. And, <laughs> I, like, and I get why. I understand, like, he's like, well, I want us to have, like, our thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to write the show I want to write and not have to deal with nonsense. And right. it is hard on the actors and the crew and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would just, like, if this is the time you're going to do it, do it and then if you're gonna merge Earth you would just have like I mean granted the only person the only person that would have gone into uh free why can't I remember Freeland Freeland would have been Oliver in like season one or two yeah after that no one else is going in there and if that was the case then he would just you know like Oliver would show him and you know Black Lion would be like you stay out of my maybe city. Wally's hanging out in Freeland maybe that's where Wally went <laughs> R.I.P. Wally I don't know where you are but you're pretty much dead in the universe yeah he he's uh he yeah he he left to go relax I guess right they still brought him in too soon Dead. But, yeah, I just, yeah, the thing with me in Crisis is that I just don't, I need, like, a trailer or a teaser to get an idea of what's going to happen, but Comic-Con's coming up pretty soon, right? Right, so, we'll see. Hopefully we get something. Yeah. Alright. You want to talk about E3? E3. Keanu Reeves won E3. That's all I got to say about E3. But you're amazing. Yes. You're breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking. 
Alright, that's all I got. I'm I'm gonna lead in credence to E3 for you. Yeah, uh, this E3 was oh, it was okay. It for I mean, Sony didn't even have a press conference, but that's because Sony and Microsoft are both working on like their next gen consoles, mm-hmm. which are supposed to be like all streaming or something. I don't know. I'm reading some weird stuff. We'll see what happens. Um, the Final Fantasy remake looks amazing. I haven't seen it. Yet. Final yeah, Fantasy VII, you haven't seen it? Mm-hmm. No, dude, it's, it's, it, it it looks pretty clean. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. They revealed the voice cast, and they had a playable demo. Hmm. The only weird thing is that... So I guess, you know, Square Enix takes forever for their games to come out. They're doing... They're going to release the game, like, in parts. So, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 comes out, like, um... Comes out next year, like, spring 2020. And then they're going to have another part that comes out later. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, are these two separate games? Is it going to be a part where you just play the game and then you get to a part and it just, you know, to be continued? Because there are... I've played games that have done that kind of thing, but not RPGs. They've always been, like, story-based. Like, there was one called, like, Life is Strange. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was, like, a game where you, like, made choices and, like, the choices you made affect the shit that happened later. And they released it almost in, like, episodes. When it first came out. So I don't know what they're doing. But it looks good. The action looks good. You see stuff off. I'm happy. Alright. So that's good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that... Uh, the uh, Marvel. Uh, the Avengers game. Uh, the Avengers game... Well, there's two Avengers games. So the one for um, PlayStation... Um, I don't know what's going on with their faces. They clearly did not have money for the MCU actors. Which I understand. But... Cap was looking pretty rough. Uh, Widow looks like um, Lord Farquaad. With a wig. With a wig. And I and Cap suit, I don't know what he's wearing. It's it's just all so strange when you go from... Hulk and Thor I mean, look fine. Oh, did you see Tony like post the, the event that happened like with his beer and everything? I'm just like, who did you model this afterwards? Yeah. Because it, it's just one thing when you go from something like Spider-Man with Insomniac to this Avengers, this Avengers game. Avengers game would nearly as good. Right. And, like, I know that, like, you're Disney. You have the money. Just shell out. Like, you don't have to use the, the, the actors from the MCU, but you can do something better. Like, what is going on with Cap's face? His forehead is, like, half his face. His suit looks weird. I don't, I like, I don't. They're, and they're trying to go for the realistic look, which doesn't work. However, there's another game, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which three. is three, which is a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Looks like a lot of fun. I'm okay with it. I was Ultimate a big Al- fan of the Ultimate Alliance. They series. have Miles and Kamala Khan and Spider Gwen. I'm like, okay. I'm going to quote unquote buy it for my niece. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Switch? She has a Switch. Oh, there we you bought go. her a Switch. <laughs> But I um, it looks good. But that game is using a more cartoony style, and it's on Switch, where the graphics aren't as good anyway. So that style, but it works for that kind of game, right? I'm, I'm with it just like it. a Marvel button masher type thing. Which fun fact, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like the first one, I got it on Wii mm. when I was in uh, like middle school. That was one of the first things that got me into Marvel. Well, shout out to the OG X Men games that they based yeah, the, that off of. Yeah, they based that off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like I one, didn't play those though. I think one of the, I still have those games. I don't know if they're playable, but I still have them. <laughs> I just think one of the best things about the Ultimate Alliance games were some of the things that people love about the MCU team up movies the most. Them using their powers together. And the different ways they interact with each There's other. There's a lot of banter. And right. if you had specific characters, fight specific, specific villains, they would talk. Right. And so I think that was like some of the best parts. Because I remember it. playing it like Deadpool was in it. And that was the second one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, who is this? I was like, who is this goofy? I'm like, this isn't Spider-Man. I was like, who is this character? And that's, that's how I figured out who Deadpool was. And, then, and like investigated stuff afterwards. Like... Those Ultimate Alliance games, I, I, you know, I'd be curious to go and play one of them again because they were, they were a lot of fun, relatively mm. simple. But I remember at the end, you fought like Doctor Doom, and he was like God Doom. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, man, it was a good, it was a good game. De- uh, Deadpool talking to Stan Lee in Ultimate Alliance Two was oh, 
hilarious. Yeah, it was. Like, once I found out that that was the thing, I'm like, alright, I need to go back, replay this mission, and have Deadpool in my team. But, yeah, I think those those games are fine in the way they're structured, and I think they're trying to do something similar with this A-Day game, whatever it's called, and I'm just like... Yeah. Also, Ultimate Alliance has the X-Men. They yeah. make sure to show that the X-Men are in it. You see Magneto with Infinity Stone, I'm like, that's all we need. Right. <laughs> you know, I was just like, when I, I'm like, I'm tired of the MCU talking about Infinity Stones, and they're like, Ultimate Alliance 3, Infinity War. Um, and the Black Order. Yes, yes, the Black Order, and like hopefully it has all five of them, I think, too, mm-hmm. not just the movie ones. Yeah, so they're just doing what they want, which is good. Right, and oh. then Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, that uh, I don't know, it looks good. I, it looks good. Apparently, it's getting praised for its fighting mechanics, and I'm all for that. I just like with an open world Dragon Ball Z game. I, I don't care about fishing. I, I don't care about those type of things. I want balls. And fight. Yeah. And be a neglectful father like Goku and fight. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Piccolo. Um, um, yeah, no, that was, no, that Dragon Ball game was good. And I, I had to take a break from um, the Dragon Ball game. A- after Fire and Xenoverse 2, I was like, all right, I need a break. See, but... Xenoverse 2 was your mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> It's like, they're still making DLC for that game. Good God. They just add a movie Broly and um, Kefla. And Ribrian. You can play as Ribrian in that game. But like with Xenoverse 2, the gameplay is so like, whatever, the, all the characters are the same. Yeah. They all punch and shoot beams and that's it. Right. So there, there's no, there's Real not enough strategy. variety or strategy. It's just like, you know, woohoo. And I remember, and it was so bad. And, and there was one thing that was really sloppy. I think, um, I think with Gohan, was it? I forget which one. I think it was Team Gohan. They gave him adult Gohan voice, and it's really like, cause like, come on, guys, try. Yeah, try. It's really bad. But um. Nintendo, Nintendo had a good press conference. Pokemon, I think, I think Nintendo won. Yeah, Pokemon, um, Sword and Shield, Sword and Shield, uh, Animal Crossing. Also um, buying that for my niece. Dragon Quest and Banjo Kazooie and Smash. Yeah. Um, Dragon Quest. It, it was really funny because like the Japanese were hyped about Dragon Quest and didn't give a shit about Banjo, and but Americans the- <laughs> did not care about Dragon Quest. And everybody, and Banjo came out. Twitter went like crazy. Yeah. I remember they were like, do you think Banjo and Kazooie are going to be announced at, you know, at uh, E3? It was, was leaked like, already. I was just like, huh. Huh. But the, trailer, the, but the trailer was good how he had him with Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and K. Rule. Mm-hmm. Because they were all, because Donkey Kong Country was made by Rare, the same people who made Banjo. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Microsoft bought the rights. And Banjo hasn't been the thing in forever. Right. Because they were all on Nintendo 64. So it's like, oh, well, that's nice. Microsoft playing nice. Yeah. Well, I think at this point, Smash is so big. Like, dude, it's free advertising. Right. You might as well. It's free real estate. You know. But that was cool. I'm trying to see if I admit. Uh, the Fire Emblem, uh, they announced, uh, they had a teaser for uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Which, um, Usually Zelda games don't have direct sequels, like they're all different. But Breath this of, one. But Breath of the Wild was so good. That game I can see where they made a sequel. That game is great. It is, yeah. It's emotional. Zelda cut her hair. I'm curious if Zelda should play with her or if she's gonna get kidnapped again. She'll probably get kidnapped. I hope she doesn't get kidnapped. Zelda and Sheik are awesome. Yeah. Uh, game that I was hoping that I'm still hoping for, I've been hoping for for like two years is Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires. Dynasty Warriors 9 was a bit of a disappointment or if you don't do it Empires do a massive DLC you like so you like the Dynasty Warriors games just really I haven't played a uh, non-expansion game religiously since maybe six but I've played I love the Empires version which was used to be like the Xbox exclusive version because you could either make your own character or build your own story and trying to, you know, take over China, which was cool. 
But you've never you never played the spinoffs like the Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I did that in Extreme Legends. Like I played those games. They're the One Piece one. Yeah, the Fire Emblem one. I played the One Piece one. I did think. you? Yeah, I played. I played that. It was one. good. I never played it. It was okay. I mean, it's just like in that system, it's literally you know press, just press A to win. Essentially. Yeah. And but like the fun part is having it feeling like you have the power to fight an army. Right. And so when you know like. Being able to tell their own story, and then in the last let um, Empire game, like you could have, you could get married, you could have a kid, you could leave the service of your ruler, and then just travel China, and then either start your own nation or join up with somebody else. Like that type of thing is cool, and you sort of set that up with this sort of open world thing. But not every game needs to be open world or open world, no. and I think they have learned their lesson hopefully with all the critical and fan I know this wouldn't happen but I feel like I feel like you could make a Thor game in a Dynasty Warrior style oh absolutely you know what I mean with the hammer and just you know killing frost giants yep absolutely but um yeah I mean this E3 like I said they're clearly holding off on stuff Mm -hmm. and E3 in general a lot of companies now, they're doing more of their own press conference type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Nintendo hasn't done a press conference in years. They just did the directs. Right. Because it's less money. Oh, Halo. Halo Infinite. Oh, there you, you got, go. You got more uh, um, footage from what they released several months ago. And it seems to play, take place at least maybe a couple years in the future. Because things have gotten real. Cortana has probably messed a lot of crap up. Looking forward to that. Gonna buy that on Scarlet. Yeah. Project Scarlet. So E3 was, you know, for the most part, middle of the road. Yeah, it was pretty average for E3. Alright, so we got... We're moving on for 41 minutes. Um, So I have not seen... The only movie I've seen since Endgame, which we already talked about in our last review, was um, Detective Pikachu. Pika Pika. Um, did you see it? Mm-hmm. I like the twist at the end. I thought, oh, we can spoil it. No. Honestly, it was pretty predictable. Felt like a kid's movie. But the end twist with Ryan Reynolds, I, I hit myself. I'm like, I should have, like, I shouldn't realize, I should have realized his soul was in, the, his dad's soul was in the Pikachu. Yeah. And he was the only one that could understand them. I'm like, that makes sense. Right. I didn't get the whole, like, I need the son part. Like, that didn't really make sense to me, that you need the sun to, to do that. Um, I just thought that was sort of odd. But other than that, I was like, it was a very enjoyable movie. It was funny. Ryan Reynolds was great. Apparently, there is, like, an R-rated cut of the movie. Oh, because yeah. Ryan Reynolds would just keep going with jokes, like, and things written in the script. And you could tell some of those things made it in, because they're, like, it's clean Ryan enough. Reynolds. That it can be like, all right, this is like a Shrek level joke in a kid's movie, where it's just like, uh, you just like, you know, I don't normally invite people in. I'm not that type of Pokemon. Like that was that was pretty funny. It was funny. Yeah. So I I think it was a good movie. I um, like the world of Pokemon. Yes, it like, was beautiful. It was like this like Tokyo type thing with Pokemon literally everywhere. Like like out of fictional worlds, that is a place I'd want to visit. Mm-hmm. Like, would I want to visit the MCU? Probably not. The Avengers would have a battle and I'd be crushed by a building. But I'd visit the world of Pokemon. Well, not really the MCU. They only have a couple thousand people die in all of their events. But DCEU, nah, yeah, no, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, You know, I think it was uh, beautiful, like, how they did all the Pokemon. I can't think of a Pokemon design that I can really complain about. Ditto was terrifying because yeah, and the it was rem- with the the one like guy you thought was the son. It was yeah. Ditto, but because they had like he kept the Ditto eyes. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is that it was in Pokemon. It's either Pokemon Sun and Moon or Pokemon Black Two or White Two, where there is literally a town that are all Dittos, and like if you're just casually playing through it, you'll miss it. And you'll think like, oh, that was weird with what they said. But it was just like, no, these dittos have taken the place of people. And it's terrifying. 
and they literally had a ditto take a place of a person. I was just like, nightmares. That's the only Pokemon I would not want to meet in the dark alley. Yeah, ditto was um, yeah, a little, little creepy. I saw it was a Father's Day meme. It showed a ditto sitting on a couch. And he has like 25 different Father's Day mugs. Because everybody uses Ditto to breed when they want the same Pokemon. And it's like, that is gross. <laughs> oh my god. Like, that is that is disgusting. That is hilarious. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, haven't seen anything else. Haven't seen Aladdin. Haven't seen Godzilla. Haven't seen John Wick. And I haven't seen uh, Dark Phoenix, which is um, your favorite action movie, right? I've seen all of those. So let's talk about things I like. John, mm, what order though? Okay, Godzilla. Go for it. Godzilla. It's your floor. As a monster movie, fantastic. Climate change, uh, politics in the script, beating you over the head with it. But. If you want to see Godzilla by King Ghidorah and uh, Mothra and Rodan, go see it because that was beautiful. And it was beautifully shot. Uh, the monsters look great. Um, it builds upon like the monster fights in the last one. If you're worried you didn't see enough Godzilla in the last one, you're not going to be worried about that in this one. Yeah. Uh, the script was dumb. Yeah, okay, but I was not expecting, you know, like an Oscar-worthy script or even like, I mean, as long as it was not a, Raz a Razzies Razzies is what they call it, right? The worst things. Razzies script. Then, you know, like as long as it wasn't that, it was fine. You know, it was a passable, dumb script. But, you know, I went to go see Monsters Fight not to be Involved in the human. Drama. I go see it. I mean, if I worst case scenario, I see it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean that that's fine. Um, you know, it didn't do that hot at the box office here. I don't know what it did overseas. Um, John Wick three, beautiful, brutal. Keanu Reeves is a national treasure. Um, you're breathtaking. You're yes, yes. Well, you're breathtaking. breathtaking. It's not the end. They're going to do another one. They're going to do a four. Oh, jeez. Which I'm okay with, but, you know, let, you know, you, you got to end it at some point. Because also, all three movies have taken in the space of, like, two to three weeks. Really? Like, the first movie and the second movie all take place within, like, a week. We can have, like, from when the dog dies to... Uh, where he kills the guy at the end of, in the continent on two is all within a week, week and a half, and then the third one takes place within like two weeks. Okay. So like it's just like the worst month ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, the action was gory and brutal and well choreographed. Um, you know, I think they they up the ante each time and they're con they're building the world out more. Um, they leave you with questions that, you know, could be explained probably better in a TV show or something, which apparently there might be a, a move for, but, you know, Jack, Keanu Reeves apparently loves the series and wants to keep making them, so they're probably going to keep making them until it's not making money anymore. Yeah, like Fast and Furious? I think The Rock said he's done, though. Hobbs and Shaw actually looks fun. It looks dumb fun, but it looks fun. Classic. Um... As opposed to Fast and Furious, which is just dumb. Didn't they have a falling out with Vin Diesel or something? Yup. Yup, yup, yup. Guess there wasn't enough baby oil. Anyway, uh, let's see. Aladdin. Aladdin. I enjoyed Aladdin. Uh, was it as good as the animated version? No. Did I expect it to be? No. Did I expect Will Smith to be Robin Williams? I hope he wasn't. Will Smith was Will Smith. It's like Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Will Smith was Will Smith. Gotcha. His genie was his genie. Um, he still can't sing, but then again, Robin Williams couldn't sing, but it was just the energy that Robin Williams brought that made all the songs great. Um, there is a album version, and in the credits, there is a Will Smith and DJ Khaled friend like me version. Oh! Nothing in life could prepare me for that. Oh! Nothing in life could ever prepare DJ me for that. DJ Khaled. Yeah. I, you know, I was not prepared to hear, we the best! And then friend like me, I just, mm. Um, uh, Naomi Scott, who played Jasmine, fantastic actress, fantastic voice. I think her voice outshined 
Mena Masood who played Aladdin, so it made a whole new world a little weird when she's just like, you know, she is singing and he's just singing. <laughs> um, Jafar, while he wasn't, you know, that sort of like terribly creepy guy, he was like a savvy politician. Savvy, sleazy politician. Okay. And one of the lines that he said was, I st- steal an apple and you're a thief. Steal a kingdom and you're a statesman. And I was like, all right. Alright, ah, that, that might be the quote of the summer. Um, the Sultan wasn't a complete dundering, you know, idiot like he was in the animated one. That's good. They sort of made sense of Agrabah within the, like, you know, sort of, like, real world. Like, hey, there are other countries around here. Why are you trying to marry off Jasmine in a hurry? Because, you know, political reasons. Um, so, you know, they changed some things here and there. And some... So... I don't, I, I don't know how much you plan to see it, but there's one thing that I don't want to talk about that's sort of weird. That it sort of spoils something is like one of the changes. Do you mind if I talk about it? Go for it. So, you know how... Spoiler in, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. So, you know how in the um, animated version, you know, he wishes to free? Yes. So, he says that, and then he adds after it to be human. Like, when he's saying, you know, what you know what it is he like you know like i think i'd wish to be free to be human and so he wishes for him to be free says that specifically and then he becomes human or at least and he'll like stays that he turns into his human form and then he um gets together with jasmine's handmaiden and then you know he was the narrator at the beginning and you know he has two kids and everything like that but it's just like you just sort of cut yourself off with making a sequel. Because, you know, if Jafar comes back, he's a genie. And more powerful than you were. And now you're not a genie. You're just a human. It's a bunch of humans. And that makes no sense. Yeah, because then the... Well, they had an Aladdin TV show, didn't they? Yeah. Or just really, or just like five uh, directed DVD sequels. No, they had two Aladdin sequels and the TV show. Classic. And the second one was The Return of Jafar, where Jafar came back. Yeah. And he was a genie. He literally returned. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't see how you could do that if Will Smith doesn't retain his powers. Also, unless it takes place before he goes sailing off and with his wife... Daria and they have their kids then how is it gonna happen so that's only if they're you know trying to make a sequel they may not want to also Yago was hilarious it wasn't Gilbert Gottfried they made him more like you know like a pair but he was funny um so there's that and now to the disappointment of the summer Dark Phoenix made 33 million dollars. Well, my, uh, my expectations weren't high, but... Uh, Neither were mine, and it still didn't meet But them. people are saying it's the worst X-Men movie ever. So I will not, how bad is it? I will not say it's the worst X-Men movie ever. I think the only reason why you can say you can make that argument is that this is your second attempt at the story as the writer, mm-hmm. and it's like you didn't learn from last time. You still failed to tell this story accurately. Um, so while this had the best showcase of mutants powers by far, um, it had some really great action. It was just really stupid and sort of emotionless. Um, I just like Sophie Turner, not getting an Oscar. Sophie Turner, like you didn't give your good actors and actresses anything really to work with. Cause that cast is decent. Cast is you know, the, the leading roles are, are great. Sophie Turner, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, oh Jennifer Lawrence. Like every the, movie. <laughs> you know, it was just sort of like, you know, it, it was just, just sort of, it was really lackluster. And then the villains were, like, exist in the Dark Phoenix saga, but not in the capacity that they do there and then you're not really sure what their motivations are they want to use the phoenix force to um create uh to restore their planet because the phoenix destroyed it but how are you able to contain the power of the phoenix you know like we get why gene was able to and you said it sought her out 
but then why are you able to contain it? Why didn't it seek you out? You know, it was just sort of weird. And, and I thought, wasn't she supposed to already have the powers because she used them in Apocalypse? Right. They just sort of... it. This movie does not connect to Apocalypse. At all? The only reason... The only way this movie connects to Apocalypse is who's on the team. That's it. Gotcha. Also, Quicksilver is there, and then he is gone. That's disappointing. Like, he, he's, he lives, but... No he, Quicksilver scene... You get... I think I already know who dies. You get part of a Quicksilver scene. All right. It's just like the rug is literally pulled on under from under you, and if you see the scene, you'll understand. Um, it's getting dark in here. I can turn on the light, but... Okay. Yeah. But so dark like that. We're wrapping up. Movie. But um, yeah, so it was, it was just like, you know... I, I just don't see why you're trying to tell a two-part story... In one part, I think they and were just trying to rush out and get another movie part. out well, before I the deal went through with Marvel. Well, Simon Kinberg said at like during Apocalypse that he wanted to do Dark Phoenix over. You know, he's like, I didn't do it justice in the Last Stand, and you know, and he, I was just like, well, you didn't really set it up for that. Yeah. Because the whole thing about the Dark Phoenix saga is you see Jean as the Phoenix. She's not really Jean. She is the Phoenix. And then you see the corruption of that. And at this point, you're just like, oh, so she's just sort of evil again. Like, she has these dark impulses. The only difference is you actually had the Phoenix entity come from space to meet up with her as opposed to in the last stand where it was just some, you know, breaking her psyche. I can imagine. And I'm just like... And also, you remember how at the end of Apocalypse you had the Mr. Sinister, like the Essex thing? They don't do anything with that. I'm like, how do you forget a movie that you wrote and just, just completely forget about it? They just... Yeah, I mean... They, they should have been done after Day of the Future Past. Yes. After Day of the Future Past, it would have been good. I mean, unless you did Apocalypse right, but you didn't. But literally, the whole point of the ending of Day of the Future Past was them retconning the last stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hey, Gene's alive. Everyone's alive. And it, yeah, and then the more movies you did, especially with how, like, Dark Phoenix goes... The rest don't make sense. Yeah. Because Gene's supposed to be alive in the future. Right. And with Scott. Right. And then what happens in the X-Men movies? They don't make sense now with who lives and who dies. Yeah, it's it's over. Except for New Mutants, that's not over yet. Well, that's... Is that even going to come out? Yeah, they're saying they're looking at putting it out on like Hulu or Netflix Hulu or, or something. Disney Plus or something. They should have to be a one-off thing and be done. Mm-hmm. They canceled the gifted. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, I mean, get gifted. It was it was okay, but it, it, it I I figured it was gonna be one of the victims of the Disney Fox murder, because Kevin Feige is gonna be like, all right, we're gonna do this all over. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it the way I want it, and we'll um we'll have to see what happens. Um. So that, yeah, so Dark Phoenix, uh, not good. Nope. It made $33 million in its opening weekend. That is depressing. In its opening weekend. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to be Jennifer Lawrence right now. It's not her. <clears throat> she got her check and she was out. Yeah. They all got their, essentially they all got their check and got out. And I, I, saw, I thought it was funny, I saw it on Twitter, um. Sophie Turner's married to one of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, she is. And he was, like, praising, like, her performance. And people were just like, oh, look at him. He's such a good husband. Anything like that. And I'm like, that, that's, that's the bare minimum. He sort of has to do that. Yeah. Like, not only, like, you know, like, you know he doesn't have to. But, like, even if you don't like it, you should still be supporting your significant other, your yeah, spouse. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. Right. So I was just like, why... Why are you praising men for doing the bare minimum? But that's a different social commentary. That is a different social commentary. So I think we're uh, we're wrapping it up. You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, 
I have emerged from my cave of bar prep. Yeah, Chris has, Chris has had it rough. I, I didn't know. I'm like, dude, are we still doing the podcast? He's like, oh, yeah, Tom. I'm like, okay. I'm here. I'm like a two-week vacation. Have fun with that. Thursday. So I know I was like, I was like, we need to get a recording like done mm-hmm. so I can put this out while I'm gone and I'm dealing with personal life problems, but still, uh, still, still like to do the podcast just for our listeners. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate you. We really appreciate you. And we don't even have a Patreon. But, um, yeah, so, um, all right, uh, Chris, you got anything else? Nope. Think we're, think we're good. Um, Spider-Man's coming out pretty soon. Far From Home, I'm excited about Far that. Far From Home, and I'm gonna go to Europe and then come back and, and watch the movie. And then see Far From Home. <laughs> and then see Far From Home. You're good. no, you should see Far From Home while you're Far From Home. I can't, no, I literally come, so it come, Far From Home comes out the 2nd, and I come back the 29th of June. Oh, gotcha. So it's like, I mean, it's just, the trip was what it was. I mean, that's still fine. You're going to Europe. I know. You know, half, co- Yeah. Half, he's in Italy, I think. Or not. is he doing a Europe tour? I think it's a Europe tour. Just Europe period? Okay. Oh. I saw him, he's on like a gondola, I think. Right. And that's Italy, because I've been on a gondola before. Right. They are actually really fun to ride. Oh. They'll like sing sometimes. It's really it's fun, but um, yeah. So Spider Man will be good. Um, Cloak and Dagger finishes second season. Maybe I can talk about that. Um, and I will think up some other things for next time. But yeah, thank you for listening. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I'm your host Chris. I'm your host Chris. And this has been the 23rd edition of the Two Blacks and Nerdy Podcast. Um. Stay nerdy, my friends. Godspeed. And black if you are, and if, and if you're not, then um, stay whatever um, ethnicity that you are. Yes. Love yourself. Love yourself. All right. Live long and prosper. Goodbye.